All right. So for a few announcements, um, dinner immediately following service this morning. Everyone's welcome. Hope everyone comes over and joins in. Looking forward to that. I was starving over there just smelling cheesy potatoes this morning. <laughs> Killing me. Uh, no service tonight. And then next Sunday at about 2 o'clock, we'll leave the church for Christmas caroling. And if you have family, friends, anyone that uh, would be blessed by us stopping by, give us names and addresses and you know, make sure we're, we're good time-wise and all that. And we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, we do need someone, I don't know if anyone's willing, to contact nursing homes and uh, assisted living facilities to see if they're even allowing that this year. So I don't know if anyone has any of those contacts or would be willing, but be appreciated. I just, can do that, Bob. Okay, all right. Appreciate that, Marcel. Um, so we'll be leaving here about 2 o'clock next Sunday. Um, so from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then from 12 to 2 Rachel's going to have the secret Santa shop open next door for anyone that wants to come and shop. And I believe items were $2 a piece. Is that correct? Does that sound right? Nick, does that sound right? So 9 to, 12, or 9 to 10, 12 to 2 before we go Carolyn. That's next Sunday. And then the 25th, we'll have no Sunday school. We'll start service at 11 a.m. Um, let's see, what else? Second Harvest is the 21st from 5.30 to 7. Sign-up sheets on the bulletin board. And then Marcel uh, informed me this morning that the, the, comp- the, the place that takes our pill bottles back there will no longer be picking those up. So we'll kind of be... Is any more information on that, Marcel? Like, they're just stopping it? No, the guy just called and said he'd no longer be picking them up. <laughs>
you've got your Bibles this morning, we'll be over in the first chapter of Matthew. Does anybody else love the, the, just love the Christmas season? I absolutely love it. And it's not just about all the, you know, the gifts and the giving and the decorations and the great food. You know, I, I think a lot of people have just a, a wrong perspective of, will it, of really what Christmas is. And that's really what we want to get into a little bit this morning. What is so special about Christmas? And I know it's not Christmas, but this has just been on my heart. And I know this is, this is familiar scripture that everyone knows here, so just follow along. Matthew chapter 1, starting about the 18th verse. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to, betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel and the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. And we'll stop right there. A little warm up here already. But again, this time of year, it's, it's just a special time of year. You know, I, I love getting together with family. I, I love seeing kids opening gifts. But, you know, I think a lot of people today think that's all there is to it. It's the gift giving. And, you know, and, and believe me, people struggle with money. And, and we are so blessed in this country. You know, it's like, what do you want for Christmas? It's like, we have everything. We really don't need anything. Mom, we don't really need anything. <laughs> but just spending time together and being with family, and it's all special. But again, I, I think a lot of people just have the wrong perspective of Christmas. Like I said, Black Friday, it, you, you go from being thankful to just, like, people are nuts. Like, is that really what Christmas is about? <laughs> now, who doesn't like a good deal? I sure do. I love deals. I'm searching all over trying to find deals. But that's not really what it's about. It's just the perspective. So who likes getting gifts? Mom, raise your hand. She probably can't hear me, but that's okay. <laughs> she can't. She can't. She's like, what do you say? She loves getting gifts. So she's always asking us what we want because she wants something really nice. But I love giving gifts. I, I love it. I, I love seeing people happy. I love seeing people opening gifts. The grandkids, I, I just love it. So I got I to gotta tell you something funny. Casey's not over here, is he? So they have one of those elves on the shelves or whatever. Well, last night, Rachel grew on this picture that the elf did, and he woke up mad. They had no life at all. It was, it was hilarious. Sorry, I had to get that one out. But let's, let's not forget the true meaning of Christmas. You know, so many today are trying to take the Christ out of Christmas. You know, we were, I forget where we were at the other day. We're like, happy holidays. And we're walking out. I heard Jay say, how about Merry Christmas? I heard Jay. But people, that's, that's the culture. 
They're trying to take Christ out of Christmas. It's like, what's so special about Christmas? It's Christ. The Son of God being born of a virgin. And I can honestly say this. That is the greatest gift that anyone could ever get. Do you guys agree with that? The greatest gift of all time was presented to us by the Son of God. Let's all remember that as we go into this season. What is so special about Christmas? Well, we kind of read it there. If you, if you go to Isaiah chapter 7 and 9, you know, the, the prophecies of Christ's birth, it was like 740 years you know, before all this. And, you know, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You know, that, that miraculous birth, our Lord and Savior. It, it's really crazy to think about. God sent Himself to the earth to redeem us. It's really crazy to think about. Because when you think about religions, that word religion, it's, it's kind of man's way of getting to God. Right? Christianity was God coming to us. That changes everything, doesn't it? That's why Christmas is so special. That's one of the reasons. God came to us. Miraculous birth. You know, I was thinking about, just as I've been reading through all this, when He came, where were they at? In a dirty, stinky manger with a bunch of animals around. I'm sure that was great, wasn't it? But you know, it wasn't necessarily the surroundings of what was so great about Christmas. It was who that was and what he came to do that first Christmas. That's what was so special. That baby Jesus. That was God. That was God. It's it's crazy. Again, it's crazy to think about coming as a human to die for his bride, to die for his church, to die for his people. Bless you. It's just crazy to think about it. To pay a sin debt that we couldn't pay. I've got some different scripture here, too, to go through. First John or John chapter one, verse 14 says, and the word become flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And the word became flesh. The word became flesh. The word is referring to Jesus becoming flesh. You go back to the first verse there in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when someone asks you, what's so special about Christmas? What should be your answer? God became human. That's pretty awesome, I think. Because if that didn't happen, we would be in a world of hurt. If that didn't happen, we would still be in our sins. If Jesus didn't come and die, we would have no hope. We would have no hope. It's pretty amazing to me that the God that created 
the heavens and the earth, as it says there, the things seen and the things unseen, willingly came to earth as a human to redeem us. I've just been thinking about that for about a week now. And I still can't, I just still can't get it. Like, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Because he loved us so much. You know, I was thinking about Adam and Eve. Who actually sinned without Adam and Eve? They kind of both did. But Eve ate first, right? Why did Adam? Because he loved her. He loved her. He didn't want to be without her. So he technically died for her. That's the same thing Christ does for us. When we all, when Adam sinned, can't you just picture it like your bride sinned? She's going to die. Well, I don't want her to die. I'll go and die for her. That's what Christ did for us. He came and died for us because He loved us so much. You know, a lot of people, this is where you get into the, well, Jesus really wasn't God. Jesus really wasn't a man. There's so many, so many things like that. Uh, he, was, he was a good man. He was poor. He was this. He was that. He was a servant. Or you got some people that are even, well, he was a prophet. No. He was fully God and He was fully human. That's the truth. You're like, yep, we know that. You know, sometimes we just need to be reminded. He was fully God and fully man. Unto us a child is born. The human side of it. A child. Unto us a son is given. A son of God. Fully God, fully man. Don't you think that's still kind of question today? Is that still a question today? Who was Jesus really? And we'll get to that a little bit later. That's, that's the question that you have to answer for you. Who is Christ to you? But he was, he was just a good man. Or you got those skeptics like, he didn't really die. They didn't really kill him. Or he wasn't really human. So if he wasn't human, he couldn't really die. You kind of see where I'm going here, right? The truth is, he was God. He was human. He was born a virgin birth. And he did physically die. He was beaten. Scorched. And he died on that cross of Calvary. No, he didn't really die. Yes, he did die. He was dead. They buried him. That's the truth. But the best part is on that third point of morning. He rose again. He rose again. Again. That's truth. That is truth. What's so special about Christmas? All of that. 
All of that. Does God come to, to earth to die for you get you a little excited? It does me. Because I don't deserve it whatsoever. None of us deserve it. But like it said there, his, He came with grace and mercy. But we don't deserve it at all. You know, I've, I've really, I think some people, one, just don't get it. Some people don't see it. Some people see it, but don't really want it. And I just don't really get that at all. But it's because they would have to trust and obey, right? That changes everything. But you see, Jesus was, is, and will be always God. And he's sitting on the right hand of God. Making intercession for us. Again, fully God, fully man. We've got to remember that. A lot of, that's skeptical to a lot of people. But it's the truth. It's all truth. And, and the awesome thing about it is, like I said, he rose again. He's alive. You know, a lot of those other religions, they're whatever you want to call them. They're dead. You go to their grave. Not ours. He's alive. And he's alive forevermore. And one day when he says time shall be no more, we're going to meet him. We're going to be with him forever. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. The key is though, do you have that relationship with him? Because if not, it's not so awesome. It's not so awesome. Like I said earlier, wouldn't it have been easy for God to say, well, I'll just send a messenger. I'll send this. I'll do this. I'll just do these five steps. Do these ten things and you can get to heaven. He didn't do that at all. He sent Himself to redeem us. That's why Christmas changes everything. It's, it's amazing. It's miraculous. These brains really can't understand it, can they? It's, it's, it's nuts. But the question is, why did He have to die for our sins? Why did Jesus have to come and die for our sins? Well, it's because, like I said, talking about Adam and Eve, we all inherited that sin. We all inherited it. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Every single one of us. Nope, I'm perfect. I've always done this. I've always... You're a sinner. Every single one of us are. And that created a separation between us and God. That's sin. What is the penalty of sin? Death. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That penalty, someone had to die. Blood had to be shed for the remission of sins. I really love these two verses because it, it explains things very well. I'm going to read it from the, the New Living Translation. It's Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, 
The son also became flesh and blood for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. And because of that, death has no power over us anymore. If you're a child of God. If you're a child of God. It has no power over us. Satan has no power over us. We let him sometimes. But he has no power. Again, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, I was thinking about this. Just I'll go kind of study this morning a little bit. You know, for 2,000 plus years, they have tried to stop the gospel. Go back and read what Herod was doing. What was it? Kids two and under? He was just killing all the boys. He was nuts. They have tried to stop the gospel for 2,000 plus years. And they ain't going to do it. They can take every Bible away in this world and burn it. And they're still not going to stop the gospel. They can tear down every church in the United States. And they're still not going to stop the gospel. Because we are the church. Not this building. We're the church. They're not going to stop us. They can't take Christ outside of me. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome what he did for us. We didn't deserve any bit of it. We didn't deserve any of it. I get so emotional because I know I didn't deserve it. But he came to earth. God came to earth and died anyway because he loved every single one of us. Every single one of us. That's what's so amazing about Christmas. Folks, it's that right there. It is that right there. It does not get any better than that. There is no gift you can give anyone any better than Christ. There's none. None. Can't be stopped. Multiple ways, multiple times. They've tried to stop it. It's never going to stop. As as long as time shall go on, the word will be preached. Somewhere. They cannot stop it. What's so special about Christmas? Again, I love the gifts. I, who loves the lights? We used to go to Raymar, man, his dad lived there, and we'd see all the lights. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But nothing compares to the greatest gift ever given. That is Christ. Nothing compares to that. The best dinner, the best family get-together. Who loves getting together with family? I absolutely love it. But you know what? If all that's taken away, it can be taken away. We take a lot of that for granted. It can be taken away. You still have Christ. And that's what's important. That's what's important. We still have Christ. The greatest gift ever. Sadly, we can go through this time of year thinking about all that other stuff and forgetting about Christ. Pretty easy, isn't it, to neglect that? How about this year we don't do that? From here on out, let's remember what Christ did for us. The greatest gift ever. 
You know, we're going to get together with family and we're going to get together next door and celebrate. Let us never forget what Christ did for us. Let us never forget that. The greatest gift ever. God became human. And over in Matthew chapter 16, it was where Jesus was asking His disciples, who do men say that the Son of Man is? You know, there he was getting all kinds of answers. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Then Jesus broke it down to them. Who do you say that I am? What was Peter's answer? You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. You are the one that was to come. So the question for you this morning, same, same question. Who do you say that Christ is? Who do you say He is? Is He your Lord and Savior? Is He just Christmas tree, presents? And again, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. You know, I've worked with people in the past. Oh, that's pagan. Oh, that can't have Halloween. Can't. Folks, come on. And I'm not trying to... Yeah, not even going to go there. I've worked with people. It's like they can't have anything because it's pagan. You know what? We're in trouble because we got all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Can't celebrate this. Can't celebrate that. Forget it. People are crazy. But again, the question is, who is Christ to you? Is He your Lord and Savior? Again, only you know that. He came and died for you. He came and died to give us life, to give us hope. Again, to bridge that gap between us and Himself. What's so great about Christmas? What's so amazing about Christmas? What's so special about Christmas? It's what Christ did for every single one of us. Let us never forget that. And if you don't have that, oh, you don't want to leave here to get out. Because again, it's the greatest gift you will ever get. You will never ever regret it. Things aren't going to be perfect. You got those preachers that are preaching perfect? Oh, come to Jesus, everything's going to be perfect. That's not the case either. That is not the case either. Things are going to happen. People are going to die. People are going to get sick. But if you're in Christ, what's it say? Live and die in Christ. If you have that relationship with Him, like I said, they can take everything else away. They can lock us up and throw away the key. And we still have Christ. Which is more than enough. Isn't it? It's more than enough. More than we'll ever need is what Christ did for us. Again, to redeem us back to Himself. Do you believe? Do you believe? What's so special about Christmas? It's Christ. What's the kids answer? It's Jesus. That's what's so special about Christmas. It's Jesus. And Him coming and dying and taking our place. We deserve that. We deserve death and hell. He came and took it away. Because He loved us so much. And we should be celebrating that. 
Not just during Christmas, but every day of our lives. Every single day of our lives. We should be celebrating that. I'm going to ask Brother Mike to get a verse of the song. If you're here this morning and you don't have that relationship with him, don't leave here without him. Again, you can come up here and we'll pray with you. We can go back in the room, we can pray with you. We can even go pray over there before the dinner. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is you accept that call of God banging on your heart. If he's knocking on your door, let me in. And you know what's funny? You don't have to do a, ten things, five things. You don't have to do jumping jacks. All you have to do is believe. Everything I just talked about. That's all it is. You just have to believe. Kind of your sins. I'm a sinner. And then believe what Christ did for you. That's all it is. And sometimes we make it so difficult. Don't we? That's all it is. Last God to stand. We'll have one verse of a song.